Good morning, I'm Nathan and this is Word in Motion. This is a pod for looking in the mirror of scripture each day, seeing our imperfect selves and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. Yesterday we saw Zechariah's fear countered with comfort and peace. Don't be afraid because your prayers have been heard. Not because the things that you're praying about aren't scary or aren't important. The things that you're worried about aren't worth being worried about but because the creator of the universe has heard you. Today, again, an angel counters fear. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Verse 30, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Do not be afraid. Why? You have found favor with God. What greater calm is there than being in good standing with the creator of the universe? Here at Bethel, we're going through the book of Colossians on Sundays, and we just studied Colossians 1, where Paul reminds the church that he, Christ, has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless above reproach. He did what he did so that we could be on good terms with God as God's children, so that we could stand before the creator of the universe and appear holy and blameless despite our sin because our sin's been paid for, even though we could never pay for it ourselves. Interesting note, whereas with Elizabeth and Zechariah, Luke told us in chapter 1 they were both righteous before God. We get no such acclaim, no such pat on the back for Mary and Joseph. The emphasis is on God's gracious favor, that God's sovereign choice was Mary here. And that should be celebrated. That's not to crap on Mary, but to recognize God is ultimately in control at every turn. God is making the choices. And guys, that's better. I know me and how many mistakes I make in a given day or a given week. Trust me, you wouldn't want me in charge. I wouldn't, if I'm honest, want me in charge. And if you're honest, you wouldn't want you in charge. So the comfort here, the counter to Mary's fear, is not that she's awesome and therefore has nothing to worry about. It's not that she's innocent and therefore has nothing to worry about. It's that God has something for her. God has a plan for her. And that form of favor, God's sovereign favor, Nothing can touch you in that place. Think about Job. God allowed Satan to hurt Job, both emotionally and physically. But ultimately, God was still in control. He wouldn't let Satan kill Job because because God was still going to use him. God still had a plan for Job. And in that place, in that place where you're part of God's plan, nothing can touch you. I say this often, that if God had done everything that he was going to do with you, if he was done with you, you'd be dead. This physical life won't last one moment longer than God has planned for it. So if you're hearing this, if you're still alive right now, be encouraged. God still has plans for you. 
I don't care if you're 10 years old or 100 years old. I don't care if you're still in elementary school or you're in the hospital waiting to die. If you're awake, if you're alive, if you're hearing this, God still has plans for you. Now circle back to fear. On one hand, Satan putting all of these, what if this happens in your mind, but you're alive, which means you're still part of God's plan. What could possibly go wrong? In fact, that's the context in which Paul wrote the famous verse in Romans 8. All things work together for the good, those who love God who are called according to his purpose. It's taken out of context a lot to say that, hey, it looks bad, but everything's going to be just fine by our definition. You're going to win the game. You're going to get the job. You're going to make the money that you need to pay the bills. Everything work is going to work out just fine. That's not what that verse is about. All things work together for the good as God defines it for those who love God, because God's plan is better than our plan. It doesn't mean zero pain, zero struggle, heart stars and horseshoes, clovers and blue moons. It means you're part of God's plan and God's plan is better. So it is going to be okay. It is going to work out for the good of those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. It doesn't have to be good the way you or I would define it. So what about today? Where do you see God's favor in your life? I challenge you to make note of three obvious things in your life that were out of your control, that God provided for you out of his grace, not that you could have earned them. It's often been pointed out how you can't see the wind, but you see the effects of the wind. God can be that way. When we look around, we see what God is doing in our lives. We find peace. He is still there. He is still taking care of you. What can you possibly have to fear in that context? It's often that Satan is trying to hide the effects of what God is doing in your life. He's trying to distract you from noticing what God is doing in your life. And so we're afraid because we feel alone. We feel like these things are up to us, are in our hands to succeed or fail. When in fact, it's all in God's hands. And that's better Let me pray for you. God, thank you for your plans. Thank you for your plan for Mary. Thank you for the comfort that comes from being in your plan. Lord, there's nothing we can do to earn a place in your plan. There's nothing we can do to earn your grace, God. So thank you, thank you, thank you for providing for us. Thank you for keeping us in your will, in your plan, for your purposes, which are so much better than ours, God. Lord, help us to live in the peace and comfort of knowing that you have a plan for us, and it's better than any plan that we could make for ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.